Hello and welcome to season six of the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who we are. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we're rising, but we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that truth. Here, we remember our sovereignty together through stories, tools, curiosity, and community. In doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Visit sarahpoet.com today to join the Sacred Remembering Women's community. I also have many resources for you on your journey to reunite feminine and masculine, including private alchemical space holding for both individuals and couples. Schedule a consultation today at sarahpoet.com, and I look forward to hearing from you. Now, let's begin. Hello, good people, and welcome to this amazing episode of the Sacred Remembering Podcast. I am inserting this small notice here at the beginning to tell you that I had mic issues with um, the first 10 minutes of this episode. As I assemble it, I notice that there were mic issues, but I'm going to leave it and ask for your forgiveness. You can still hear what's coming through, but I'm leaving it because the energetic transmission was very authentic as I did it. And so that's more important to me than sound quality. So please enjoy and um, just listen through the bad mic noise. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but this podcast, I am happy to announce, has had some actual, legit magic going on. This was already true, but we bumped it up to season six when I realized that the magic was really bumping up. What do I mean by magic? I mean alchemy. What do I mean by that? I mean that when you listen to this information and it goes into you, both, you know, auditorially and then also on a soul level, like the information gets into you, something happens and you change and you become more of the truth of who you are. And that is what is going to happen through this transmission, through this recording of this roundtable. This was a live event at the beginning of September. It was September 8th, 9-8. And when I was asking the guests what date worked for them, I said, I don't know why, but 9-8 just feels like the day. It feels like a really strong number. It just feels like that is when we are supposed to do it. And everyone agreed. And no one really knew why. And then, before we hit record on this conversation when it was the five of us and we were meeting beforehand, someone said, yeah, I think yesterday, or I think today, I'm sorry, I think today is the Mother Mary's feast day, Mother Mary's feast day. And the day before, um, she had lit a Mother Mary candle and like had a little feast into the evening and had no idea that it was actually... Um, crossing over that midnight into Mother Mary's feast day. So, you know, that's just a little story to say, trust the magic, trust the unfoldment of, um, of life, you know, of your feelings, your senses about things. 
Um, and, you know, there's more going on than we know, but your soul knows more than your, <laughs> your human mind knows. And so often there is a gravitation in a direction where the soul wants us to go. And quite honestly, that is how I began leaning into this sovereign womb information myself. It was a personal journey and soul activation over 2021, 2022, and it's been, it's been very deep. I think I won't start to really go into that now because it's deep and it's wide, and I want us to get to this episode that is a little bit longer. So I will say that, yeah, this episode is a little bit longer. It was the live roundtable, and I really am going to encourage you to listen to it the whole way to the end. A few episodes ago, we did uh, an interview or a conversation with three of us where we were talking about healing religious trauma, and that was the same thing. It was like, okay, this is two hours, but what happens in this space is actually woven and very alchemical. And so what I mean by woven is that we're listening to one another as we are the women who are navigating in this conversation um, presentation, if you will, because this was done before a live audience, but totally not rehearsed. And so we are weaving, we're listening to one another, bringing forward what we know wants to be shared for the collective, for the audience, whether live or listening now. And then there is a full spectrum transmission that of, of everything that needs to be covered. And we finish when we're finished, okay? So that's why this is longer. And there is some, you know, culminating sort of information that comes through toward the end. So don't, don't cut yourself off from that. Listen to it the whole way through and soak in this delicious information. Um, this came to be because this summer I was told by my soul, by my spirit, my guides, you know, whoever that voice is, but when we're clear, we can hear it. I was told to do a 21-day yoni steam, which I've shared on the podcast and I was sharing on social media. Now, I brought in some experts to tell you about yoni steaming here on this roundtable because what was happening was that people were really interested. I had a very esoteric experience with this 21-day practice, and I it was a sovereignty practice for me. It was very clearly a sovereignty practice for me that led toward other information really opening for me about my journey and you know taking my sovereign truth and power back. And so that was, you know, my journey with it. That does not have to be your journey with it whatsoever. But I do know that um, a few women, at least, tried yoni steaming after listening to this live and that it was very beneficial for them, both with physical and spiritual, you know, soulful um, benefits. So, Please read the show notes for all of the bios 
for all of the speakers and what they specifically bring their soul medicine. You'll be able to feel it and hear it as you're listening. And then you can reach out to them personally if you'd like a consultation, a sound healing, um, any of the above. You can reach out to any of the five of us. Womb sovereignty is one of the most important, if not the most important topic of our times. And I won't go into that right here in the intro because you're going to hear so much of that why throughout the podcast. So please know that this is, this is a taking back of energy from millennia of, there's no other way to say it, of female siphoning, feminine siphoning through the womb. Those are big words, right? So the depletion of feminine energy through the womb space is a tactic for, you know, for those that do not want us to be sovereign in our energy. So if women, if you are really struggling with patterns with men that you seem to not be able to break out of, or patterns of, you know, poverty, scarcity, that you seem to not be able to break out of, I would really encourage you to lean into the question of whether or not this could be an issue for you of womb sovereignty, and then see what activates within you as you listen to this, reach out to any of the five of us. Um, we, We are here for you. We're here for the collective and for womb sovereignty at this time. So as you listen, you know, please, goodness, tell other women about this episode, right? This information needs to be in the hands of more women. So if this inspires you, please reach out and share it directly to women in your life that you care about, that you want to share this information with. And I thank you for that. They thank you for that. One last note is that the Sacred Truth Mastermind and Mystery School that I am going to offer is starting soon. It's starting in October of 2022. And this is a chance to stand in the truth of who you are, right? The tagline of the podcast. And also, we are going to be working on energetic sovereignty. And I will certainly be, um, you know, talking about teaching, etc., the energetics of womb sovereignty as it applies to you standing in your truth. It's very, very important. So you can learn more about that at sarahpoet.com. It's under annual groups, find the Mastermind and Mystery School, and then book a call with me. Thank you so much for being here. Your journey to the truth of who you are is so important, is never ending, and um it's time for it. Welcome. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Sovereign Womb Roundtable. It is wonderful to be here with today's guests and all of the live guests that are here as we record this. And uh, wow, it is such an honor to um, just be able to be here with you all and, and ask these questions and celebrate the, uh, the the gorgeousness and the necessity of the sovereign womb at this time. So what I'd like to begin with is a centering and a meditation for everyone who's here or listening at any point in the future. 
And, you know, if you're driving, of course, be safe, but otherwise I invite you to close your eyes and come into the body, maybe placing a hand on the womb space, one on the heart space, and beginning to find your breath. Putting your attention on the rising and falling of the breath. Centering, arriving in the space, arriving in this now moment. And breathing down and through with a, uh, an appreciation of gravity, noticing your feet connection with the earth and then noticing your womb space, the womb space inside of your body. This can be an energetic womb space or a literal womb space and, you know, just either is okay, any condition, but we all have this energetic imprint of the womb. And so going there and then putting your attention deep down inside of this womb and then matching that attention with the breath. Arriving more deeply into this moment, into your connection with this womb space. Getting curious. Maybe you feel appreciative. Maybe you have another emotion like sadness. Noticing the like the warmth, the moistness, the, the depth of the womb that is within. Coming out of any frequency of productivity or fight or flight or fear from your day right? Like letting those things specifically fall away and give it back to the earth. Just arriving fully in this moment. A lot of what we're going to be talking about today, coming back into sovereignty in this womb space Fear and productivity are oftentimes the things that take us out of our womb sovereignty. So noticing any of those frequencies that are at play right now and choosing to drop those as best as possible 
and distinguish this depth, this sacredness of this holy womb space, free and sovereign of those hijacking frequencies. Wonderful. So I invite everyone now to claim the sovereignty of the womb for yourself if that feels good to you. Many of you have been doing this for some time. This is new for others. We are all just figuring this out right now. This is um, an evolutionary topic, I feel. And so that's why we're having this conversation today. But exploring the intention for the womb to be sovereign, exploring that idea. Invite everyone to create a a grounding cord from the womb to the earth. You can imagine that you're standing on really rich black soil, like the kind of soil that forms under the the leaf litter in the woods. You know, it's just so rich. Imagine that you're standing on that kind of soil. And then imagine that you kind of wiggle your bare feet down into the soil like your feet sink in the sand at the beach. Imagine you're ankle deep in really rich black soil. And feeling how you drop in when you do that. I'm gonna do a few more energetic pieces here. So, From the womb space, I'd love to invite you to imagine four grounding cords that come out kind of north, south, east, and west, or front, back, side, and side. And they come out kind of at a diagonal from the body, and they they come out, and it's like you're uh, staking out a tent. You take each of these four grounding cords and stake them out from your womb into the soil and let let each of those four go down, down, down into the sacred diamond heart of this earth, Sophia Gaia. And as you do that, feel the stabilization that's available. Breathing into that stabilization. We're weaving in some energetics and we're weaving in some metaphor, right? Because the womb and the soil have some 
things in common. A word that I'm really loving lately is fecundity to describe this, this richness. That word landed. <laughs> okay, and then our last piece of esoteric magic here for now is um, I invite you to imagine that there is there are gold threads throughout this black soil. If you feel so inclined, you could imagine that these golden threads are through the womb space as well. And the golden threads go through this, this soil and they meet up with the other women who are here, who are listening, who are exploring this topic at this time on this earth. Just watch how those gold threads travel and feel how it feels to be a part of that, to witness that, to feel the gold inside of the fecundity. In all directions. Taking a few breaths into the heart. And I will turn it over to Carmen Nash to bless this sacred space. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah, for that beautiful centering and grounding. Um, the blessing that I'd like to share for this event today is some wisdom that comes from the White Light Oracle deck by Alana Fairchild. I happen to pull a card of Shekinah today. Um, see her here. And it just feels so synchronistic for the blessing. The message is that the spiritual worlds want to help you resolve your worldly concerns that it is safe for you to rely on spirit as a loving, protective, helpful, and practical presence able to positively affect all areas of your life, including facilitating the resolution of physical problems. Do not limit your spirituality to concepts. Instead, apply your higher knowledge and principles, grow your wisdom, and live your path. Acknowledge your value as a person, as a soul, treasure the gift of your path, and let your spirituality integrate with all facets of your life. And so to complete our blessing together today, I invite all of us here together on this call to place a hand on our heart 
And um, inside we can say, I call upon Shekinah, sacred feminine presence of divine spirit within my heart and within all hearts. Awaken divine sister, we need you. To you, I surrender all concerns in need of a higher solution. I trust that the healing capabilities of spirit are far greater than the depressing scenarios generated by a fearful wounded ego. I invite your sacred presence, protection, grace, blessing, and peace to restore me to my authentic path, to correct all issues in my life that have become tainted or confused by ego and ensure my soul's spiritual fulfillment for the benefit of all beings. Thank you for your love and presence with me always. Thank you so much, Carmen. Okay. Well, I was on a Mary Magdalene's feast day call in July, and I discovered that the round table was originally a feminine event which makes a lot of sense. And so I, I, you know, would ordinarily think round table, it sounds so office-y. And yet after I heard that, I was, I was intrigued. Unfortunately, I didn't do a lot of research or anything like that. I was just like, oh, that's good enough for me. And, um, you know, I was thinking here we are in a, in a round table in a round space. And what we know about the magic of women is that we weave, you know, we weave, um, what, what spirit moves us to say, what our bodies move us to say, our intuition, um, and we'll hear what one woman says and, and like something will arise in us that, that has to be said. And so that being said, I gave our guests today the first two questions. The one is, please introduce yourself. And the second, I'll tell you in a minute. Um, and so I'll ask all of our guests to answer those uh, two questions. And then from there, we're going to weave, uh, which, which feels really wonderful. Um, we will focus on, of course, womb sovereignty and then clearing of, of the womb and the womb energetics and yoni steaming. I think we'll probably talk a little bit about sound clearing also. And then we also want to address the topic of sovereign sex this evening. I had originally said sacred sex and I was like, nope, that's not right. It's sovereign sex. 
So um, wonderful. So here we go. Um, all of these women, myself included, the five of us are all practitioners in some form. And so if you like the specific frequency medicine of, of what you hear and there's resonance, please know that we're here to serve the sovereignty of the womb space in that um, unique way that we each do. And so I would love to invite um, each of you gorgeous women to introduce yourselves and then um, tell us how specifically you are in service to the sovereign womb, and also if it's um, easy to share where people can find you, please go ahead and do that. Otherwise, um, I'll have that information in the show notes of the podcast as well. And so, um, Christina, why don't we start with you? Sure. Hello, everyone. It is amazing to circle this way. And even though I see a square, <laughs> I know we have potent imaginations and uh, we will picture, I will picture this circle um, and initiate the energy of circle and this, this uh, sacred geometry that is so feminine. So, hmm, I... Uh, I am a herbalist. I would say that's where my journey began. My first love was plant medicine. And um, I studied that medicine in Colorado. And I also have a deep connection here where I'm living now in Asheville, North Carolina, in the Appalachians. Um, and soon after I was kind of certified, I journeyed through some of my own um, experiences with my womb and um, found the medicine of Mayan abdominal massage, um, Mayan spiritual healings. And my beloved teacher, Ann Drucker, um, was a student of Miss Beatrice. So very folk uh, lineage going back to Mexico. And the these things have been really powerful and more and more over time have woven together. Um, I love to, to weave and merge and bridge the, the clinical herbalist in me and the more esoteric womb uh, healer or presence, womb presence um, activator. Um, I love to hold circles in my area. I've been doing uni steam gatherings. Um, it is my honor and passion to introduce new uh, folks to the practice. I'm very passionate about how it works on, on the physical and spiritual level. And I love to invite in and explain um, and support how it can be supportive to, to you at all different phases um, of womanhood. So uh, yeah, I'd also like to say a big part of what I like to do is help women rebalance their vaginal microbiome. Um, and that can be done through a very specialized steaming practice and also of course, food, nutrition, lifestyle. Um, and to me, all of this is ways of achieving sovereignty of the body and of this sacred center of the womb space. 
So it's my honor to be here. Thank you for inviting me and for listening to some of my background. And um, I'm looking forward to hearing from all of you. Thank you so much. And I just want to say quickly that um, Christina Bertelli was the guest on the Sacred Remembering podcast, episode 40, like from the vaults, um, summer of 2020. And that's a really special episode where we talk about uh, the vagina as a sacred portal. So please don't miss that. And then um, our next guest that we'll introduce, uh, Thea Satram, was also uh, on the podcast talking about um, the sovereign womb on episode 120. Thea? Hello, everyone. It is so wonderful to be with you in this sovereign womb gathering. Um, I am a my abdominal therapist, and what led me to this work was really um, uh, a car accident. I was in a car accident when I was 11 years old, and I've been on this journey of um, working through pain, chronic pain, um, and I explored kind of the the medical system and tried different things with that system and just found myself getting worse and um and I grew up with my mom who's a massage therapist and ended up going to the Boulder College of Massage Therapy and becoming a massage therapist and I shared this on the podcast too but there was so very little focus on the abdomen and we didn't learn anything about the the womb and and, and that's really where I felt so drawn to. Um, I, with this car accident, the, what it, what it impacted mostly was my face. And it's something that I still really am working through. I still suffer with a lot of chronic pain. And so that, that, um, going to massage school really led me to see kind of all the, um, benefits available from just hands-on healing, you know, the power of being in the presence of another person and how, how much healing can happen in that space. And that was pretty profound to me. And I ended up actually, um, moving to Seattle after Boulder and discovering, um, meditation, really getting into more of a introspective practice and, um, from, from there, I, uh, started studying yoga also. And so I, I've jumped around for, for, from so many different modalities, um, trying to find, I think my own healing and then what, what might work for, for the, the people I serve, the women I serve. And I also work with men. And so, um, after Seattle, I, uh, had, had been introduced to Iyengar yoga and, I couldn't find a teacher there. And so I, I came back to Decorah, Iowa, where I live now. This is the place that I have lived most of my life and discovered this. I, there was a one day self-care class and it was this Maya abdominal therapy. And they showed the the video. It's not called Sestoon, but it, it's by Rosita Arvigo, who is my teacher. And um, seeing that video then just totally was like, I have to learn this work. and. Um, so I was just on a fast track. Actually, the following weekend, I think it was in Minneapolis, there was a self-care class. There's a lot of steps that it takes to kind of become certified in that work. 
but everything fell into place. It was like I took the self-care class um, here in, or in Minneapolis, which is just a couple hours from me, and then went to Loveland, Colorado and did the um, professional care and then was able to go to Belize and study the my abdominal massage with Rosita and and the spiritual healing too. So it, it is a lot of plant medicine and it was so beautiful to be there with, um, I mean, like the ylang-ylang tree and all these just powerful um, herbal allies. And so, um, excuse me, uh, <laughs> um, the sovereign womb then to me, so, so here I am in Decora and I have an in-person practice and I see clients online also. Um, I offer quantum healing work and the sovereign womb is, is, is so much of my life. I, I focus on womb healing, womb health, like every day, um, exploring how, how this works in myself and, and how this works with clients. And a big way that I do that is through Yoni steaming on a daily basis. Just that's a big form of my kind of meditation and how I feel really benefits, um, all systems in the body. It softens, it soothes, it's, it's so incredibly healing. And so it is just an incredible honor to be here. And I can't wait to hear from the rest of you. Yes, thank you. I want to say personally that Thea does incredible um, timeline, like quantum timeline repair um, as a modality. And so um, I can attest to that being a, a very you know, quick <laughs> healing modality for, you know, some of the traumas that we carry, um, as feminine essenced beings. And, um, you know, you can do that work distance as well. Um, Deanna Rose. Hi everyone. I'm Deanna Rose. Um, so I was, born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee. So I was around a lot of singing growing up. So my just, I just always was a singer and always felt more comfortable singing than speaking. And so that's where kind of that journey began of um, coming into my voice. And I kind of always have gone through kind of waves of being more outspoken than not as an outspoken. And if I'm not singing, then I'm not speaking. And so, and then I've been kind of on an initiation in the past several years with my own womb health, and that's been calling me deeper. And I read the book, Womb Awakening um, by Saren and Azura, and they're a local couple in the area. And so that kind of initiated me into a deeper level of womb healing. And so I'm a professional sound healer and herbalist. And so I've been doing more one-on-one -on -one sessions with women in their homes and online with sound healing. And it's a great way to support women in healing their womb that are, have been affected by trauma and don't want touch and aren't ready for the massages yet. And so that's been really supportive just to get that kind of like um, work work with that those layers first um and i've been seeing and sometimes they'll just say hey i want support with my voice and i show up and they're like actually it's my womb too and so that's been really beautiful and i'm excited to go way deeper with that work and i'm um that's just what really lights me up right now and i also you know have been growing herbs and in the garden since i was a kid um 
And so I have done some design specifically for womb gardens for people. So growing herbs that are specifically supportive for yoni steens, as well as herbs for tonics uh, within and just kind of creating altar spaces for people as well. So I kind of, I'm an, I'm a Renaissance woman. I I'm able to wear, I'm able to get super dirty on the farm and also sing with the crystal bowls. <laughs> and um, yeah, so you can find me at DeannaRose.org or booking DeannaRose at gmail.com. It's an honor to be speaking with you all. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Deanna Rose. And I just feel inspired to say that I, we'd known one another from the internet for a number of years. And then I ended up on the farm where Deanna Rose lives. And, um, it was incredible to walk through the gardens with you and feel your soothing energy. And so you can feel it through Deanna Rose's voice and the signature that she carries. But it's like, as soon as you start talking, my whole body, including my womb is like, ah, yes. Oh, so, so special and such a, an honor to know you. And, um, Thank you for being here and bringing your unique medicine. Uh, and Carmen. Hello, everyone. It is so nice to be here with all of you tonight. Um, let's see. By way of introduction, I think I'd like to speak that I... Um, kind of first identified as an energy healer. Um, that's kind of my first language. And it was through needing to address some um, issues with actually my voice that I, I came into this work. And then um, as I kind of kept walking along the path, I discovered um, a deep love for transmission and oracle work as well. And also have really blossomed into ceremonial priestess um, work. So locally, I hold um, Om Chanting Circles. And I really find that to be super healing as a way to activate the voice and also to be in community. And I, I think that my interest in the womb really began when I became a mother myself. I have... Um, two children. And I really honestly, honest to goodness, when they were born, when my, my first son was born, I remember distinctly saying, I do not want to mess this up. And that is really when my spiritual journey began in earnest. And I felt this deep ignition within me. Um, and so that led me into really wanting to understand immaculate conception um, the mysteries of the womb. And really, I would say how I serve people is through bringing at greater and greater degrees of sacred relating and creating into family systems. Um, first, honoring ourselves as women within that system, which includes igniting your voice and um, sacred sexuality, and then also in how we create together. So. Um, I am also very practically minded. I practice everything that I teach. Um, 
I have found miraculousness within this practice of active surrender, which is really a polarity integration of, of the masculine and the feminine. And um, so I, I'm really, I really am big into homework, you know, like into uh, practical tools and, and adding to our tool belts. Um, and I also have a deep love for essential oils. So I feel right at home with these sound healers and herbalists and womb healers. Um, so you can find me at nashreconnectedhealing.com um, to learn more about the sessions, the sessions and circles that I offer um, in all those different ways. Wonderful. Thank you all so much. I won't share a lot right now about my journey because um, it's just, you know, one of those mystical things that weaves and winds, but I have been awakening to the need, the necessity for womb sovereignty for um, about the past two years. Um, in connection with, you know, women's sovereignty, with our, uh, with our, our soul's blueprint. And, you know, I, I think about it um, in terms of energetic sovereignty, as well as body sovereignty, sexual sovereignty. And um, the, the impetus for doing the event in February on 2-22-22 was really um, another instruction that like gave me the words, you know, sovereign womb. You're going to do a sovereign womb ceremony. Again, invite your friends. And Carmen was one of the priestesses in that event. And Thea was also, but Thea got sick. And so she was like processing the... <laughs> She was processing the hucha for the ceremony essentially and wasn't able to make it live, but was definitely there in spirit doing a lot of processing. Um, and so my relationship with the sovereign womb has been um, this esoteric sacred remembering, um, really like looking at how did the womb become unsovereign to begin with, you know, where did we start losing or leaking this energy to begin with? And, and this is like really tied into big questions like, well, why does patriarchy even exist? Right. And so that's where I have been um, journeying and traveling and reclaiming from and um, that's that's my interest. You know, one of the guests on the call here today, we did a, a womb clearing kind of in the in the twelfth dimensional unity consciousness um, last week, and we just cleared lifetimes of patriarchal womb hijacking. You know, quickly, and so I'm finding that that is what I am called to you know offer at this space in in this space and at this time regarding the sovereign womb because um you know the the um the specific trainings and things like that that you all have i don't have but this energetic calling and this this topic um is very very dear to me and i have been doing a lot of my own reclaiming. And don't you know, as the soul calls you to learn about these things or pings, you know, a year and a half ago, it was pinging me um, 
you need to learn about immaculate conception. You know, you need to, you need to really dive into this. And that led to uh, Marguerite Rigoloso and, and her recent book. And um, she was also a, a priestess in the February ceremony. If you don't know her work, please look at it because she's really talking about this, um, you know, like how the lineage of womb hijacking began. And so the soul pings you, it, it calls you forward to just kind of like, oh, pick up that book called Womb Awakening or, you know, pick up that, that, that yoni seeming like, you know, herbal, you know, kits or whatever. It's like, it's leading you, you know, the soul is leading you to what wants to happen to what wants to be reclaimed. And so I just want to really encourage everyone to trust at this time, especially because um, when I first spoke with Marguerite, and this was probably September of 2021, 20, yeah. I said, I'm looking for womb information. And I told her what I was looking for. And she said, it doesn't exist yet. You're one of them bringing it forward. Right. And so this is what I call it. Like we're, we're getting this really ancient information and we're living the sacred remembering here and now. And so, you know, if you're called to yoni steam, if you're called to sound clear, if you're called to do a holy womb chakra um, activation, you know, it's like, do it because this is your soul talking. Okay. Um, or that's, that's how I would do it. Do what you want because you're a sovereign being. Um, so what I want to ask everyone, and I just sort of gave my why or implied my why, why the sovereign womb now? Why is it so important that we're talking about womb sovereignty and why is it happening now? And there's of course no right or wrong answer to this question. And we will, um, yeah, let's begin to weave. So whoever's called to go first. I also invite everyone listening at any point to like write down this question, you know, journal on it, be with it, meditate on it, whatever length of time that takes. This is a really big question. Why womb sovereignty? What does it mean? Why are we doing it? Sarah, I love this question. <laughs> I just want to jump right in. That's okay. This is Carmen. I, um, what comes to me when I hear that question in this moment is I feel like if we choose to, we're in this process of upgrading ourselves, right? Um, and I, I really have come to feel that um, like this deep knowing within me that it actually starts with our hearts and opening our hearts and allowing ourselves to be authentic and vulnerable and relate to each other from a loving place, um, from a spirit place and in lieu of a ego place, like the wounded ego place. And so, um, that's a journey in and of itself. Um, you know, that's like, that's like an epic journey of baby steps. And, um, sometimes we go back a few steps along the way and then we keep going, but but I feel like when we, when we, um, 
operate from that foundation of um, wanting to relate to one another from a sacred heart space, for me, what follows is creating from a sacred womb space, you know, whether you're a man or a woman. Um, there's just such a wonderful opportunity to, to weave beauty together, I feel like at this time. And I feel like it is a choice point that we're sitting in. And, um, you know, it's a crossroads in a way. So I feel like it's really important to consciously choose what you want. And so within consciously choosing, you know, I think choosing how you create is a big part of that. And that happens through our womb, our womb space, our sacred creation point. Um, so that's really what I wanted to share in relation to that question. Thank you for asking that. For me, it feels so important right now because we we look all, all around and we see toxins in our waters, in our rivers, in our oceans. And we see how that might be reflected within ourselves and within our wombs and seeing how we can support the clearing um, of those toxins, of those ancestral um, patterns within our wounds and supporting that shift. And I believe the more women that support the healing of our wounds and support a creative power coming from that and also a a opening to more financial abundance, therefore women that respect the earth having more financial abundance can do more land uh, preserve the lands, protect the lands more, and have more of a say in environmental policies. So for me, it's very environment. It's a kind of like being an environmental activist in a way of also like loving ourselves and teaching ourselves and others how to respect our bodies. Therefore, also respect the earth, and that's why it feels super important for me. <laughs> I'm just going to start to state some maybe obvious things here, but, you know, so we're starting to mention creation and womb creation, and then we're starting to mention abundance, financial abundance, and the connection to the land and getting the land back in the hands of women. So just voicing some of that weaving there. Beautiful. I'd love to chime in. This is Christina. So amazing what's been said already. And I, I wrote down just the first words of the song that you played at the start of this call, the power of love. And that's really, I feel like why we're here, what's called us here and what calls us to heal our womb and connect with our womb. You know, and I also heard you speak about not having training and I got the call to share and my deep feeling that we do not, no one needs a certification to explore this, to learn, to teach, to do. Um, and that may be obvious, but I think that's important thing to speak to. And I feel like herbalism is, it's kind of like people's medicine um, in the way in which we, we've had a long connection and women, especially to plants and, and to medicine that comes up 
on the earth from the land. Um, and, and likewise, similarly with, with womb healing, with yoni steaming, it's ancient, it's an ancient practice and it's so accessible. Um, and it's something that we can all do like brushing our teeth as a, as a consistent practice for, for self care. Um, and, uh, it's empowering. So I feel like the opposite of sovereignty would be dependency and codependency. Um, and this is a way I feel like womb sovereignty is a way in which we can come into our own selves and our own governance by, you know, getting, getting to this, like the physical level, like knowing, knowing our herbal medicines that support us and knowing how to be preventative with our womb and our, our yoni and our vaginal microbiome um, really brings, brings our health power into our hands, keeps it in our hands. And that's just a very important thing for so many different reasons. Um, if we don't want access to what is currently standard care, or we don't, we stop for some reason, we can't have access to it. We have our, we have power in our hands and yeah, I feel, I feel, I feel what you said, Deanna, the way in which women care for the earth. And so when we're in our power, we're really making good decisions for humanity, for our community. Mm. And uh, I think that's all I want to say right now, but it's such an expansive topic. Um, and I, I think also something about it that's potent and simple, <laughs> simple potency I love, is just the presence um, as far as steaming and, you know, there may be questions about how and what to do and what herbs, but just the sitting over steam is a presencing moment and a, an act of presence with your body. And that is a doorway to the infinite. It's, it's an opportunity to receive messages, and to open up so many possibilities. Hi, Thea here. Um, yeah, womb sovereignty, um, for me, has been this, you know, bringing in, I mean, we have access to the whole, the mother earth, you know, mother Gaia, we have access to the cosmic womb. And, and with that, I think so much can come through ancestrally that I think it's now is the time for womb sovereignty. Like now is the time to clear the ancestral stuff. And just a few days ago, I think this, it's so interesting, like huge stories of my mom's kind of trauma and her own womb stuff came up that I, my dad just shared with me. And what then came from that was she just, I feel, um, hadn't processed through that. She's so ashamed and, and so had holds so much guilt. I feel that she didn't share these really life-changing events with me. And, and with that, I feel she projected a lot of her kind of anger that she unconsciously didn't realize it. And, and what happened was I recreated the same story for both events. And I find it really, really interesting to know that now, like it's something I've been healing from for some time, some womb trauma that I've had and then learning, wow, this is the exact same thing that happened to my mother. And so it feels like we have the power and the potential to clear things ancestrally, karmically, 
we can bring in this divine union into our wombs like right now. And that is extraordinary for what we can create and taking back our land space and for being sovereign women and for sharing that with our children. I feel like I have a daughter who turned five yesterday. So the womb is so present with me and, and just reflecting on her birth and, and all that has happened in her life. And my greatest wish would be that she can be a sovereign being, you know, you know like, that she doesn't have to work through all this trauma. She doesn't have to do all this healing from how we might mess her up, but she has the architecture. She has the structure to be sovereign as does, you know, all these young beings coming into our world who are, you know, they're going to know more than us. Like it's, it's exciting times. Yeah. It's so incredible. Just thank you. Special shout out to the mamas who are teaching the daughters body sovereignty right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thousand times over. Um, and to the mamas of the sons who, you know, were teaching body sovereignty and, and consent, right? Um, but all the things, all the things. And we are clearing these things now. And then our children have to do less of it. We're clearing it backwards and forwards. Um, so, you know, we get these soul pings and I'll share that. Uh, well, it, it was actually part of the impetus for this call because I heard in June of this year, um, you know, the voice, whatever the soul, the spirit, the womb, whatever the voice, the intuition was, um, said, you're going to do uh, a 21 day Yoni steam practice. And so a 21 day practice is a spiritual practice that, you know, teaches you devotion and takes you through a, uh, a spiritual process. And so I get this intuition to do a Yoni steam. It was incredible. I was clearing patriarchal energy out of me because, you know, theoretically the steam is going into the, the Yoni and into the tissue in the Yoni. And what was happening was that I was clearing the entire central channel of my body from patriarchal energy. And I was like, wow, this is very powerful. And then, you know, it was like, okay, continue this for 21 days. And I was posting about this a bit on social media and uh, people were you know, having a couple of reactions, like, well, one, tell me more because how the heck are we clearing patriarchy from the vagina? I really want to know. Right. And then a few people were like, um, are you really supposed to do that for 21 days? And I reached out to Christina and told her that I was doing this. And, um, I don't want to speak for you, Christina, but you told me later that you tried to send me a text message that said, actually, that's contraindicated. Like you should maybe not do that for 21 days straight. And, the text wouldn't go through. Uh, so I was supposed to do that for 21 days, but not necessarily everyone. And so, you know, let your, let your body guide you. But I got so many questions about Yoni steaming to my social media accounts. And so I know that listeners um, here are, are in part here for that. So let's spend some time on Yoni steaming. And again, we have the whole episode 40 where we went into great detail and, you know, these women are available for private consults, that kind of thing. But if anyone has a question about Yoni steaming, if you're here live, you can put it in the chat. Um, and then, you know, also maybe Christina, could you lead us into this? I know there were a lot of questions about like how to choose the herbs, like which herbs should I be using? Right. And then is there like a wrong or right way? 
And, you know, I was like squatting over, I loved the, the connection, but I was squatting over herbs from the garden. I didn't know what they did for my Yoni. I was squatting over my grandmother's mixing bowl full of herbs and like a hot water tea that I made. And I was like, just steaming away, you know? And so it was like nothing, um, particularly like I didn't invest in a chair. It was like, I got a a little quad workout while I did it and, um, like just making it happen. Right. Like nothing fancy. So Christina, tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. Yeah. I love the way of entry into it, like using whatever you have. Um, I think that's part of the spirit of it. Um, it's kind of how it was started around a fire, women squatting over pots of um, boiling herbs. So you just kind of build those quad muscles. <laughs> and then you start to think innovatively, like, how else can I do this? And maybe rig something on your own at home. Um, that is awesome. And then, yeah, if you want, if you want to get a Cadillac, those are out there too, <laughs> but you don't need a Cadillac to get from point A to point B, right? Um, but it might be a nicer ride. So that's as far as the outer equipment goes, but inside the herbs that you choose, a primary uh, guiding um, rule or kind of thing to go by is the smell, the aromatics. Um, If an herb is aromatic, meaning it has a scent, then it is likely a really good steaming herb. Those um, aromatics are what jump onto the steam and rise up. And um, those are called volatile oils. So if an herb has an essential oil that exists, you can know that, okay, this plant contains likely essential oils. Um, If you have an herb book, you can look it up under the constituents uh, section to see if that's one of the constituents, because not all plants have essential oils. Some of them are um, amazing and healing based on their nutrients. And those precipitate out in tea that you want to drink to receive the, the healing benefits. Um, but this is the aromatics that will rise up and, um, really coat the vulva and then actually enter the bloodstream and then move up into, um, up towards the cervix. So those are some things to consider when you're wondering which herbs, Um, A lot of times, summertime plants that you have in your garden are good. Like a lot of us will grow herbs, basil, um, thyme is amazing. Um, Roses are very lovely. A lot of times flowers are good. Um, Mostly flowers are aromatic um, and very softening. Um, So, you know, if you're working on it depends on what you're working on. Um, if you want to, that kind of gets like, you know, really specific on, on the plant, uh, formulas, but really getting something aromatic and getting yourself over the steam for about, uh, 20 to 40 minutes max. Um, longer than that may cause a dehydration headache. This is a lot like a sauna where you're sweating a lot and releasing toxins. You want to consider that, um, as far as an finding a way to enjoy the experience. You want to stay really hydrated um, and you want to avoid um, burning your sensitive tissue. So you definitely will 
place a hand. I always tell people to put their forearm over the steam to uh, consider how hot it is. And you would want to be comfortable, not uncomfortable. If it's, if it's too hot, just stand up and let it ventilate. Um, and then to know that it's not a time to steam during your menstrual cycle when you're actually bleeding or when you're pregnant. Um, a lot of people also discourage the practice if there is an IUD, um, but I know some people that do do gentle herbs during that experience. Um, so that's kind of an overview. And um, I also suggest doing it in the evening because it is a very relaxing, grounding, and sometimes us sort of spiritually opening um, process that you are in quite a state afterwards. You may want to just be with your journal and get into bed and use your dream time to, to integrate what, what has come through and to just rest. Thank you so much. I'd love to hear if anyone else has anything to add. And I don't know if you said it, but this might go without saying, you trap the steam with a towel like around your body and the bowl. Um, and then that lasts longer that way as well. There are a couple of questions that I'll just uh, share now while we're on the topic. Can you use essential oils in a pinch or would that be too concentrated? And how close to the steam are you? Awesome. That's a great question. I don't recommend essential oils. They are just more, more strong than you need. And um, in some cases it would be okay, but in most cases it's too harsh on those sensitive vulva tissues. Um, so the plants are just perfect um, as a tea, as a volatile oil steam, but essential oils. Yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend that. Um, so sorry. Yeah. What you could do instead, if you feel like you don't have access to it in, in a pinch is go to your medicine cabinet, I'm sorry, your, your kitchen cabinet and pull out the thyme and the basil and the Italian seasoning. Uh, maybe if you have herb de Provence, that would be perfect. Wonderful, thank you so much. And so Deanna or Thea, I'm wondering if you have anything to add, but also anything to add about um, like the spiritual, energetic, you know, aspects of Yoni steaming. I wanted to share that, well, I, I worked on a man this morning and that men can do this too. And he actually fell asleep steaming, um, like getting their parts, you know, kind of out of the way, but it's so great for the, their pelvis is also, you know, the prostate and anus rectum, all those areas. And, um, yeah, the, I mean, I, I think it was, you know, the Oracle of Delphi who was, she was over esteeming, you know, and that's how she oracled was, was uh, over some type of herbs. I, I don't know, but I, that's, that's what I, I believe. And I think that's really makes so much sense. Like, yeah, it, it connects you to these oracling, um, abilities. Yeah. Transmissions coming through. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's, I've, I really like to encourage women into just kind of intuitively feeling what flowers might be best. So if you're looking at a passion flower and you're like, Ooh, that like, 
it's so sens- sensual and sexual and I want to feel that too. And I want to have passion for life. Like put that in this yoni steam, you know, and then maybe add more aromatherapy, like kind of like lavender too or something as well. But, and then maybe like orchids or just very kind of sensual, sexual kind of looking flowers. I recommend kind of adding to it. Um, just kind of, as well as like to your just regular baths too, just having like bath, like flower baths um, for your body. Yeah. That nearly that very thing happened when I went with Deanna Rose about the garden space and she was talking about the passion flower and I was like, I need that. <laughs> and then I went to the store and bought passion flower and uh, I haven't steamed with it yet, but I've been drinking the passion flower. Oh, wonderful. Anything else on that topic? Yes, Christina. Well, I am still exploring this, but I did also recently hear about what was going on or the Oracle of Delphi, like what was happening there? Because you see that picture. Um, it's something that you probably have all seen. It's like a woman with a red cloak over her head and her steam coming up and she's kind of like on a perch. So that's the Oracle of Delphi. There, there were many oracles and, um, you know, it makes so much sense because Yoni steaming has been discovered all over the globe, you know, way back in ancient times. Um, but when you Google it, the stories of these like men scientists are saying that what they've deduced is that it is arising uh, more like a geological smoke from uh, earth deposits of some kind, creating a certain kind of special concoction of <laughs> um, some constituents that are awakening and opening. So that's fascinating. Um, and also I have a teacher that declared that it was marijuana that the Oracle of Delphi was steaming. Um, and, and somehow she got that information. So, you know, it's, it's not clear. The, um, the oral feminine tradition, we have to kind of dig a little, but it's part of the mystery. And uh, I think it's fascinating. <laughs> so fascinating. Uh, wonderful. Okay. I want to take the conversation in another direction. So I personally have, uh, have been experiencing this. I'll just be transparent that um, you know, entering relationships or uh, like sexual agreements, you know, over time it's refining and refining like what I will say yes to, what I will not say yes to. And I've heard from many women, you know, who reach out to me that um, something that's really, I feel beginning to happen more and more is probably collectively, um, is that women are saying no to sex, sexual engagement, you know, something that they may have felt before was obligatory or, you know, well, I'm married to this person, so I kind of have to, um, or those, you know, we have a lot of, (sighs) 
shadowy agreements, like shadow agreements, right? That we have made over time. And this is, we're talking about the ancestry and the lineage and the women before us. And we know that the land, the resources were taken from the women. And then, you know, what did the women have to do in order to have access to land and resources was they had to reproduce. And so the womb became the property of the men, the religions, the, you know, the, the people that said, I have the power. Okay. I know I just felt the like whoosh of energy come up through the space as I'm, as I'm naming this. So there is in no way any shame for noticing becoming more and more conscious and more aware in our lives of certain agreements that we've made with our bodies, with our sex, with the exchange of our sex, uh, that we've made over time, you know, linked to resource acquisition, linked to uh, wanting to be okay. I'm naming something so big that I have full chills all over my body. And so as we bring more and more sovereignty to our lives in all ways, all, all spaces, um, I, you know, we, we, we gather more information, we bring in more sovereignty. We, and then we go to the next level of information, awareness, consciousness, more sovereignty, right? Like this is just what we're doing, cyclical, right? Like cyclical discovery and claiming of the sovereignty um, with greater and greater and greater consciousness. So wherever we are at right now um, is, is where we are at right now. So everyone breathing in self-love. Deanna Rose, it looked like you had something to say about that. I was just very excited. <laughs> I was just celebrating you speaking that. I don't yeah. have anything to say on there currently. Okay. So Carmen, I'd like to come, come to you and um, just hear you oracle on this. Thank you, Sarah, for bringing this up. I it's it is something that's been woven um, throughout our conversation tonight. I, I I got a ping when Christina was talking earlier about codependency, and kind of the the image that I wanted to share is that as we become more sovereign and more interdependent and create and relate more sacredly. It's almost as if you can see your sacred energy and from your womb space coming back to you. It like it's almost as if what has been happening, the dynamic of what has been happening, is it's been siphoned off of us as women. It, it literally through these agreements, through these um, societal structures that have been in place for a long, long time, and it's really has been siphoning off our life force. And as we step into our sovereignty, as we find our words, as we find our um, new ways of relating, 
it literally will help us reclaim our, our life force. Um, so that's what came to me when Christina said the codependency piece and a really supportive statement that I have been using in my own personal life to help dissolve codependency is something I want to share with you all now in the hope that it'll help you. And it's, it can relate into a friendship, a work situation, one with a loved one, your spouse, your children. And whenever you feel that pull and that tug on you, like you're being asked to give more than you want to in any way, shape or form, you can simply say, I wish I could give more, but my time has come. And you can change that last bit to fit whatever the situation is. So I wish I could give more, but I'm not able to at this time or whatever it is. And, you know, just some really relatable examples. I think of this all the time at my children's school when they ask for volunteers. And it's always, you know, typically the moms that sign up and they just give and give and give and give and give and give until they are depleted. So you can kind of picture yourself as a dehydrated prune that is reclaiming her essence and her um, juiciness through yoni steaming if nothing else tonight, you know what I mean? Like, perfect. But um, there is something else that I, I, uh, there is a transmission that I would love to share with y'all. We're up for this tonight. Yes, Carmen, I just want to say that um, yeah. please screen share and everything. And then remember that some people are just going to be listening to this without seeing yes. it. So just, you know, we'll just describe it as best we can. Absolutely. Thank well, you. This is, this is actually, um, a sovereign sexuality transmission that came through in a Beltane ceremony that I was a sacred space holder for um, this year, May 1st. So it's a bit of a meditation, about probably about, you know, five or 10 minutes, but it, 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 um, I think it'll speak to the issue of sovereign sexuality that's coming up tonight. And I'm very open to hearing from all of you about what comes up for you or um, just any sharings that come from this. So I, I invite us all to kind of get comfortable and I'd love to share this, this information with y'all. So let's ground again together in this present moment in order to better receive the information that wants to be shared here. Feel free to close your eyes if you like. I invite you to take a few deep breaths at your own pace. Really allow your belly to expand fully and continue that in-breath beyond your belly to allow your pelvic girdle to begin to activate within you. You can experience your spine reaching up taller by pushing your sits bones down into the chair where you're sitting, just to experience the counterbalancing that that creates. You may wanna allow your shoulders to roll back and release. You wanna rotate them a few breaths. You may want to roll your neck from side to side or in a full circle a few times, all to create more space for relaxation within your body. 
Allow yourself to sigh if it feels good. And let your breath move freely through you as you find your most comfortable position. And from this place, I invite you to send a grounding trunk from your womb space down through the many layers of the earth to her crystalline core, her heart. Allow yourself to feel your grounding trunk wrap around the core of Mother Earth three times and feel it pull snug and secure. Feel Mother Earth's golden energy coming up to enter and bless each of your chakras as it moves up the central channel of your body. Notice this energy come up and around the top of your head, moving many feet out in every direction, creating a tube torus of energy as it comes down around your feet. And allow this to run for a moment and feel it completely envelop and nourish you. Notice how your feet completely unfurl, allowing them to receive the full embrace of Mother Earth as they rest flat upon her surface. Feel this Earth energy find its focal point at your womb space and feel it expand out into every cell of your body infusing every part of you with this nourishing golden elixir. I now invite you to move your focus upward and outward into the cosmos until you find the central sun. And draw down a ray of its crystalline diamond white light and allow it to enter your galactic soul star. Continue to draw it down through your higher self and into the crown chakra of your body as it enters and blesses each one of your chakras as it moves down the central channel of your body. Feel this cosmic energy come down around the bottom of your feet, moving many feet out in every direction, adding to that tube torus of energy that is your auric field. Allow this cosmic energy to run for a moment, bringing you into the awareness of the divine human that you are. Notice this cosmic energy finding a focal point at your heart center as it runs through and around your body. And feel this cosmic energy expanding out from your heart into every cell of your body, lighting you up from the inside out, gently clearing out any stagnancy or blocks that are ready to be released. I 
As you welcome the earth and cosmic energies into your aura, visualize their gold and silver energies merging and weaving together. Notice how this creates a magnificent frequency of rose gold energy in your field. And from this grounded state of consciousness, I invite you to visualize a thread of this rose gold energy threading through your solar plexus, heart, and womb space in a figure eight pattern. Visualize that this energy flow comes up through the center of you to curve back around behind your heart through the front to thread back around your center to come behind you and around your womb space to thread back through your center and then up and around your heart, through your center, down behind your womb space, through your center. And just feel the weaving of that within you and allow it to establish for a, few, for a minute. Feel how this rose gold thread of energy is activating your heart and womb spaces, your sacred relating and creating spaces to be in communion with one another through your center, the space of your inner authority. Feel the loving intelligence of both your heart and your womb speaking to one another through your choice, your point of power. And with the loving communion and cooperation of your heart and womb firmly established within you, I invite you to outline your whole pelvic bowl in rose gold energy. You can feel yourself gently tracing the sacred area of your body by starting at the roots of your yoni, if you're a woman, or at the root of your lingam, if you're a man. Feel the foundation it creates as you continue to trace out from the center of your pelvic floor in both directions along your sits bones to your hip joint. Feel your tracing continue upwards to move up and around your hips until the two sides of your tracing meet in the middle at the top of your sacrum. Dropping down to your coccyx, which is located in the very center of your pelvic girdle. Visualize this entire area lighting up from within, pulsating with rose gold energy. See your entire pelvic girdle transform into a rose gold chalice. The chalice of life that it is. Feel the fullness of it, the expansiveness of it, and the life-giving capacity that it holds. Feel how it connects to your spine from the back and your breath in the front. 
and rock your pelvis now from side to side and forward to back, allowing it to find its perfect alignment for you in this moment. Notice how your pelvic floor feels. And visualize yourself threading this rose gold energy through any areas of your pelvic floor that feel unsupported, prolapsed, or sagging. Feel those areas now come into alignment and rejuvenation as you apply the rose gold energy to them. Feel how this rose gold energy is allowing a beautiful sovereign boundary to be reestablished for your own highest good. Notice how this in turn supports all of your reproductive organs as well as all of your vital organs. In truth, feel how it supports your body in its entirety by creating a strong foundation. Firm to yourself that you have the responsibility and right to discern for yourself what and who you physically allow in this sacred space for your highest good. Affirm to yourself that you have a responsibility and right to discern for yourself what will support this boundary remaining strong and intact, fully supporting you from the inside out. And as you tune into any sovereign sexuality questions that you have for yourself, one way you can read whether a given action is helpful for you or diminishing of you is to notice what sensations you experience in your pelvic floor as you ask the question. If the exploration you are considering is supportive for you, you may feel the hammock of your pelvic floor at the root of your yoni or lingam remain intact, upright, or at attention. If the exploration you are considering is diminishing of you, you may feel the hammock of your pelvic floor at the root of your yoni or lingam droop, sag, or have a lowered energy. This rose gold sovereignty sexuality practice can help you continually ask and receive guidance from within about who is an appropriate sexual partner for you. It can also help your sexual energy flourish in new ways. I hope this helps you find greater sexual sovereignty. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to share this with you. Oh my goodness, Carmen, what a gift. Whew. Thank you. Um, I know that everyone will probably want to re-listen to that 
so many times. I know I do. So thank you so much for offering that. I had no idea that's what you were going to offer. Amazing. I am, uh, yeah, I'm inviting myself back here because uh, we're, we're going to continue. <laughs> this is, is so rich. And um, there are a few more things that I want to make sure that we weave. So, hmm, welcoming everyone back from that. So what was arising to share during that is this, you know, before we know what we know, we're maybe more open or consenting to things that maybe depleted us in the past. I think that's probably true for every single woman on this call and every woman, right? And then as we notice what is depleting us or is not serving us or is not a practice that we want to continue, we gain that further discernment and um, change our behaviors. And so you all can feel that the more you yoni steam, the more you listen to what Carmen just offered, the more you engage with sound clearing around your womb, the more you have your own intuitive practice around what creates that sovereignty in this womb space, you become more discerning very naturally about what gets in, you know, and we're talking about both physically and non-physically. And I feel a responsibility to to name these things that, that there are energetics that are invisible that want the womb energy and that have successfully hooked into womb energy. And these are, you know, cultural, these are uh, various, you know, influences that are not, um, nice. <laughs> They're, they do not have our best interest in mind. And when Carmen's talking about the creation energy, and I want to come back to that as, as we're naming womb sovereignty and naming that the more powerful our womb is, the more potent our creation and the more potent our creation energy, the more potent our relationship with the divine. Thea, I would love to hear you talk more about the feminine masculine and the, the inner union here that we're talking about as we talk about this creation and the sovereignty. And so as we're doing that and bolstering this sovereignty, bolstering our creation capacity, bolstering you know how much God we have inside of us, then there are... Um, forces they might come through a human or they might not come through another human they just might come you know invisibly and they do desire to um you know suck the life force from the womb and without naming this directly women we're, we chase our tails because we're like why the fuck am i still tired what the fuck am i out running it's this invisible force 
And so let's just name it and get really, really wise to it. And then when we're claiming the sovereignty and we're, you know, putting the rose gold and we're steaming and, and we're saying, you know, my body is my own, my womb is my own, and my creation forces are my own. From this point, across timelines, across dimensions, across the universe, the multiverse, for like forever, right? Because women didn't know to say this for, for, you know, a long time. We didn't know what was happening. And so now we're knowing what's happening. And so we cannot have a conversation. I cannot have a conversation about the sovereign womb without naming these hijacking forces. And again, they come through men. Men don't have to even like be malicious for this to happen, right? It's not like a anti-male thing. It's like sometimes these energies just right, go right into the unsuspecting male. And then, you know, and then it's like hijack central in your womb. Okay. So if you have the sense that this is happening, you know, it's time for womb sovereignty, right? If you have the sense that this is happening, you're probably not wrong. And good news is you can get your womb sovereignty back. This is why we're having this conversation. So um, increasing the life force, increasing the vitality. I don't think that we can have a conversation about women's depletion and not talk about this. I've been having a lot of conversations about women's depletion and then vitality and regained vitality over the last few years. And in some ways it comes down to this. This is why we dropped the productivity and dropped the fear at the portal entryway of this conversation because those energetics are um, what's going to continue to deplete the life force energy of the womb. But I love how we're weaving in the land and this word fecundity that is just so like, can you just feel that? Like, oh, it's so yummy. You're like, yes, my womb is, is fecund. Whoever says that. And that like the soil, you're like, oh my God, I just want to like lay down in it. Right. And so think about that is where this regenerative energy is truly going to come from, like when the womb is sovereign and when we're connected back down into this earth frequency, right? It's not just enough to like regain a little bit of energy and like, you know, curb the caffeine habit and, and like take a little bath. We're talking about actual sovereignty, right? So deep, Deep sovereignty in the womb is going to naturally connect you back down into that really regenerative earth energy um, where, where actual vitality, I think that's the root of actual vitality. That's what I'm figuring out. That's like, according to Sarah Pote in this now moment. So um, big step. So we want to increase the life, life force and, um, and, and vitality of women and of the womb space. And so I'd like to, uh, spend a little bit more time here on like the why of that and go back into creation. And I just feel that there's like something else to 
to say there. And then Thea, like I mentioned, if you'll hop in with maybe the solar womb consciousness or whatever you want to say about feminine, masculine, you know, at the, the, the greater, greater levels. And, um, yeah. And then Deanna Rose, I'm kind of surprising you with this, but as we conclude today, I was wondering if you would offer a little bit of sound, you know, as much as zoom will pick it up, but would you be willing to, um, just do that on our, on our, um, way out this evening? Thank you so much. Okay. All right. Creation. We have the wombs cleared. We're clearing the wombs. They're, they're more and more sovereign. Then what can we do with that energy? Okay. Thank you, Sarah. Um, such a gorgeous meditation. Thank you, Carmen. That was incredible. Um, so, Yes. Oh, I'm resonating with so much that you're sharing, Sarah, and the ways that, you know, I see it is that we're, we get penetrated with masculine consciousness, like through, or through the, the masculine, we're penetrated either through our consciousness or through sex. And so we get penetrated in either of these different ways. And that can be um, very like inverted toxic dead seed if the if the man is carrying you know like not divine energies and i think there are i offer this practice called intermasculine alchemy where we work with um really expanding the energy in our root and connecting with the color red and connecting with the vibration of the root and bringing in the divine masculine energies to really like penetrate us and, and get familiar with what is that like to invite the divine masculine energies into seed us and to even seed our wombs and to bring in this sort of hierogamical or this more balanced way where we have a masculine supporting us internally and um and then we can be in our you know gorgeous divine feminines as we um feel I think safer and safer and more um like protected and provided for by that the, the masculine, which could even be in our own selves, that that inner masculine energy. And so the solar womb is a similar, I see it as a similar thing. It's this, it's this hero scamos. It's it's bringing in the divine marriage into our wombs. It's bringing in the masculine frequencies and the feminine frequencies. So we have this like divine marriage happening where we're sourcing more from god and the divine and um and with that i think we have better discernment yes to the men that come into our life and to what what is the answer is it a yes is it a no like what what needs to happen here and we are guided um through that from from this divine union that can happen inside of our wombs and yes that's that's what i have to share yeah you just dropped it. That was so gorgeous. Yes. Thank you. Carmen, would you add anything around creation consciousness? Well, I just, I really resonate with what um, Thea brought forward. And, you know, as a practical matter, um, 
I love this practice of active surrender. Um, to me, you can look at any issue in your life and you can come up with an action plan. And that is the active part. And that is the masculine within us um, that we need to be erect within our own selves. And then the surrender is letting go of control and um, trusting. And that is the feminine essence that we all carry and are cultivating and actually that we're bringing forward to be seen in the world that has not been allowed um, much space um, that I feel like everybody on this call is, is a part of bringing that forward. And when you think about it, you know, the, the opposite of active surrender is passive control. <laughs> so if you think of it as a sliding scale, um, where am I on the active scale? Where am I on the passive scale? Where am I on the surrendering scale? Where am I on the controlling scale? It really becomes an inside job. And that's, that's the point of power is always from within us. And as we do that inner alchemy, it will naturally mirror and radiate out um, into our most intimate relationships that may not be working in the way that we would like for them to. And I think that that discernment um, and clarity comes as we walk that path. Um, but I love the visuals that Thea shared about um, seeding our own wombs with the divine masculine in any given moment. I think there's such freedom and liberation and knowing that we have the keys and the, and the, the power within us. And I think that's part of the reclaiming of the womb really, is regardless of what's happening around us or even be, it's okay if we're in a moment that we can't change and we know we want to, it will happen eventually through active surrender steps. And so um, I feel that that's a common theme in womb sovereignty that I'm seeing here tonight. Beautiful. Thank you, Carmen. So I just, I drew it out on the paper in front of me and I want to make sure that I understand this because it's, it's brilliant what you're saying. So there's active and passive on one spectrum and then surrender and control on the other spectrum. And so at any given moment within yourself, you are noticing where you are on on those spectrums and then it becomes an inside job yes yes, yes. and I, I i will add this thought to the conversation if i might um one thought is that perhaps in our woundedness and our feminine woundedness we are controlling and in our masculine woundedness we are manipulative so within that spectrum for yourself, as you're kind of going through your day, that's another way that you can kind of check in with yourself to see where you are and also create a clear mirror so you can see where others are that you're relating with. So it's like so fun to like yeah. spot this within yourself and others. So, so feminine would be manipulative, correct? Masculine. And Oh, I see it differently. Okay. 
I know. And it's okay if you do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah. It's the, it's the controlling that's the wounded feminine perhaps and the manipulation that's the wounded masculine perhaps. Perhaps. Yes. Okay. Right. Right. So where are we going into those energetics where, you know, we're, we're like upset at an external power dynamic or an external, um, you know, maybe thinking something's depleting you. And then so, so going within to where are these dynamics imbalanced um, within? I did two podcast episodes recently, one, an entire one on opposition energy and how we lose life force when we're in opposition energy. So there's alignment there. And then I went back to that with internal power dynamics in the sustainability episode that I just released here at the beginning of September. So it's, it's weaving very nicely into that as well. Um, I do want to really lift up and out. I was so excited that I moved on rather quickly from what Thea said. I was like, yes. And, um, (laughs) and you know, what Thea said around, um, and maybe you want to repeat it, the uh, if I don't get it right, but the the masculine is seeding us as feminine beings, as womb carriers. The masculine is seeding us either way. And I would say this is even, you know, if if it's not like coming into our body, it's like which, you know, which expression of the masculine are we relating to? Which expression of the masculine are we orienting to? And that either way, the womb is going to be seated by some masculine because of the polarity, because of the very natural polarity of the womb space, being the womb space, it's going to attract the electrification of the masculine. And so that can be a very weak, you know, seed, (laughs) a very, you know, unconscious masculine expression, or it can be the consciousness of God. Thea, would you like add anything or or re-express that? I mean, it's just so powerful that as we're talking about the sovereign womb to really get clear on what is her partner. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, Sarah, for what you've shared. Yes, I, I, I agree with all that you've you've just shared. And um and the idea that I see it as too is like, yes, it's it, the masculine is seeding us, but you can also seed our consciousness. And I think that that's where as a culture, as the United States culture, like we are so readily, easily seated sexually by men. It's just we give our sex away. And I think that this is at, at least from what I see and, and like just watching television, I'm like, wow, they just like jump into, you know, having sex just right out of the gate, like all the time they just met and then they're there, there they are. And, and yet they're being seated by, you know, the masculine consciousness or by the masculine seed. I mean, that's through sex, but I think that, 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 that was a concept that was, um, that, that just kind of. I can see how I have been weakened by the cultural thing and giving my sex away and that I've done that in the past. And this idea of being seated by masculine 
consciousness, you know, and, and especially divine masculine consciousness is just so much more appealing and exciting to me. And like, well, let's focus on that, I guess, is where I'm, what, what I've been exploring in the last few months. Um, and, and what is that, that like to be with male energy and to be able to be seated by them consciously. And it is such a beautiful thing. Like I, I have recently, you know, developed a relationship again with my father and just being with him and with other men. It's, it's really, I'm having male clients coming through and it's really, really beautiful. I feel like what, what they have. And I think from my own woundedness with the masculine, I wasn't able to receive that consciousness from men. I wasn't attracting it because I was had so much kind of toxic seed inside of myself or um, inverted stuff that wasn't attracting these good quality men to me. Um, so I think it's both um, ways. I don't know if that, is, I hope that makes sense what, what I'm saying. Yeah. I think it does. There's a great question here and um, I have an answer for it. We can, you know, anyone can answer. How does this play out in same sex relationships? Uh, I do not have an answer to that. <laughs> okay. Um, Deanna Rose, you're off mute. Yeah. As, as someone that has been in same sex relationships before, I have, ex well, it's, it was normally with women that had um that didn't quite like relate to being with, with uh, be like relate to being a woman but didn't quite relate to being a man and so there was this kind of um there was that dynamic but there was also all there was like a, still like unhealthy patterns within masculine and feminine that still came in like I couldn't run from the patterns that I I had with it with men it also came up within my relationships with other women and so so there would be I could see toxic masculinity within these women and within myself that came out um and so I had to really address those shadows in those times and I also learned how to appreciate men way more through dating women um and so and learning how to have more compassion for them and their whole process but there are definitely, it definitely um, can call out different shadow aspects of the toxic masculinity that we've been, that have been programmed within us that have also led to these certain women not being, or women not being connected to their wombs and wanting, yeah, to be more of a man, but then it's just, it's interesting. Yeah, like that siphoning energy can still be there, you know, if there's if there's unconsciousness, regardless of gender. And I would also share, you know, from the work that I do on the inner alchemy of, of feminine masculine, that like Carmen was saying, this is an inside job for each person to come back to this loving union in the heart and in the body and then these energetics like if we are womb carriers well actually you know whether or not we are because we all have this space in our body right and so you know if we're if we're thinking about the job so to speak of the womb and and it's like so soft and it you know, the egg lands in it and then it needs to be fertilized by something that's very, there's a feminine aspect and a masculine aspect. And that is what 
seeds a creation. Like that's what creates, you know, something. And so the feminine and masculine are always happening within each person within every dynamic of creation, you know, all around us all day long and does not have to specifically um, do with gender. And so, you know, if we are womb carriers and we want to be engaging with this womb sovereignty, as well as the increased creation potential, you know, every single one of us are coming back to conscious um, associations, understandings, relationships with feminine and masculine and what that means. And so when we're doing that in this internal alchemy, um, you know, like we can be doing that, our partner can be doing that in their way, right? And, and, and it's everyone's individual process, but there's an inner union. Um, okay, wonderful. And um, there's one comment about active surrender or passive control. It says, love these, the, the comment reads, love these phrases. So helpful in conceptualizing um, this for my work and personal experiences as well. Um, had a somewhat recent experience with feminine wounding and control and masculine wounding and manipulation. And so that resonates with me greatly. So sync. Um, so wonderful. Thank you all for staying, um, this long. This has been so rich and Deanna Rose went and got her crystal bowl. I didn't realize you were going to do that. Um, thank you so, so much. And so I'll ask everyone if you're able to stay a few minutes longer while Deanna Rose is, um, giving us this blessing in this womb space with the sound. And we will hope and desire that Zoom picks up the sound. And so if it, if it doesn't, uh, sometimes Zoom cannot handle the frequency that we bring through as women on these calls. And so um, if, you know, if it's not quite coming through, I invite you to feel the energy and the resonance um, anyway. Thank you. I just invite everyone to take a deep breath into your womb. This bowl is the root chakra bowl. So I play with seven bowls or the seven main chakras, but this is just the root bowl.
Thank you so much. If you live in the mountains of Western North Carolina, Deanna Rose will come to your house and do that for you, which is incredible. I also go on tours to different um, music venues and yoga centers. And so I just went on a tour this summer. My first tour this summer, I went to Sedona, uh, Colorado, Michigan, house New Mexico. So I'm also open to traveling. Doing some grid work with that sacred land reconnection. Thank you all for being here. Thank you. Speakers, <clears throat> excuse me, and thank you speakers so much. I mean, so much more than speakers. Thank you, oracles and priestesses and bearers of wisdom and um, collaborators. Very, very special. Thank you for everyone who came to attend live and who listened the whole way through to the replay and uh, just let's breathe in blessings for for all the women, all the wombs, getting in love and through this womb, heart, portal, exhaling sovereignty, empowerment, a yes to your next step on this sovereign womb journey. Thank you all so much. Good night. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. We love to hear from you and your reviews help and they matter. Remember, you are not alone on this sacred remembering path and women are rising now and we're doing it together. You can join the sacred remembering community at sarahpoet.com and also visit there for more tools and inspiration and also to book work with me privately. Here's to your sacred remembering path. Much love and we'll talk to you next time.